0: going on everybody welcome to the behind the glass sports podcast coming to you live on a saturday special edition of the podcast because well it's a special occasion the only team that wins in denver is actually back playing that's not true the avalanche went too, as well so one of the two teams that wins
1: is back and, and the other's coming back in january right i have no idea to be honest with you did I not see sure. that right? January like thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth.
0: I'm not sure. One of those days. But soon, I would I would assume. But the Nuggets are back for right now. Uh, not regular season ball. It's just preseason ball, and uh, we have the dreaded Warriors back. Clay Thompson less Warriors. Kind of. yes. Yeah. Uh, but Steph is Steph is back, and yeah. whenever Steph is on the court, bad things happen. So at least when you're on the other team, most of the time. But we're going to preview that game. We're going to get into expectations for the season. Uh, we'll dig into that Monte Morris contract extension that had us both kind of shocked. And then we're going to talk about the starting five. You know, what should the starting five look like? What will be the projections for that? And then I also have... Well, let me count just to make sure I have it. One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight, nine burning questions for the Nuggets as we head into the season that I have. I want to get your thoughts on that. But obviously we got a a lot to get to on the docket today in this Nuggets-themed episode. Where do you want to start? I mean, there's so many places we could start. Um, I feel like we should preview the game last. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. How about we just do this Monte Morris signing first real quick and knock this out of the way. Uh, He signs, what was it, a three-year... Extension, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean it's not listen, Monte Morris having Monte Morris on your team is not a bad thing. I was no. shocked, and I think you were shocked. Not because Monte's like, oh my god, Monte's bad. Why did we sign it? Like, Monte's a good player. Um, he's good for what the Nuggets use him as. I, I still don't think he's a starting level point guard. Um, But he's a great option coming off the bench. And I think he's a great like stopgap guy. Like if your starter is hurt, he can come in and fill in. But I don't know if you want him to necessarily be your starter. Uh, But who knows? Maybe you could get better. But he does sign a three year extension worth, uh, I think, four million, four point six a year. uh, If I see that right on spot rack. The thing that shocked us both, I believe, is that (laughs) you don't know what the Nuggets are doing with their backcourt. Because they go and get Compazzo, um, Fasundo I think his name is, they call him Faku, and Malone was like, it's going to be fun to see which one of you media members screws that name up first.
1: Uh, because there's a lot of
0: dangerous areas with that name that I you go down. I vote
1: Stephen Priest because yeah. of uh, you know, success. Well, I'm just going to, okay,
0: I didn't have to go there. I'm going to go just Compazzo, uh, Camp Boy, I don't know, something like that. But you get Compazzo, you obviously still have PJ Dozier um they sign undrafted free agent uh marcus howard i think his name is out of marquette he was like the leading scorer in the ncaa last year you get him am i missing anybody i mean obviously you have, you have gary you drafted rj hampton yeah rj Hampton. so like the nuggets i guess specifically at the players that could put play point guard right so it's it's monte uh jamal you have rj hampton even though we're we're learning that he may profile more as a two, but you still have R.J. Hampton, uh, Marcus Howard, and then Compazzo. So that's that's five guys right there. I'm using my fingers because I sometimes I forget what numbers are.
1: So that's five potential maybe, starters. Maybe they think they're going to be in a situation where they were with the bubble and they were starting five centers.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. They did lose a lot of bigs, so they're like plot twist. We're going to get a lot of smalls now, and we're going to start the shortest starting lineup. That, But you just cracked the code there. You just did it. That We don't even need to talk about it anymore. You just did it. They want to have the now field the smallest lineup in NBA history. No, it, it's a weird situation. And obviously, I don't think, you know, RJ Hampton's going to play a lot. He might not dress out a lot, to be honest with you. No, um, but
1: I really like him. right
0: uh marcus howard uh, he probably he may not even he might be g league um he may not even make the team um so really you're looking at probably the only guys that could be vying for minutes at the point guard position is probably going to be monte jamal's obviously going to start and then Composo is going to be the guy who will play you know sparingly oh we forgot about uh
1: pj oh pj dozier oh yeah see i don't know i don't know then (laughs) where do you yeah six guards now yeah i I don't know. And, and the look, I really like Monte, but I really thought that they were going to let him go after this season because he's a free agent and he was a free agent. Uh, he was going to be a free agent after this upcoming season. And, you know, when we, when we look at where teams are kind of going with certain players, what you kind of tend to look at is okay, what are they showing us, right? What are they doing? in order to prepare for upcoming free agent moves and, and whatnot. And so for the last, I don't know, year, two years, they've been telling us pretty much, hey, we're not gonna re sign Monte. Because you go out and get you you, you go get PJ Dozier, you, you really love him. Um and then you know you obviously have, you have Jamal and you want him at the one. Uh, and then you, you know, you go out and you had gotten Isaiah Thomas. You, you you did certain things to where it was like, okay, don't think Monte is really any future piece here, but he's like he's good for what we have right now. And, you know he's a great piece to have right now, but we'll continue to look around. So you go get P.J. Dozier, um, then you go and get Campazo, then you draft RJ. Hampton. Once they drafted RJ Hampton, and got Campazo, I immediately just assumed that they were gonna let Monte go. Because those are two guys that I think, especially with Campazo, I think you can say, well, depending on what happens, you know, throughout the regular season, he's our he's the future backup point guard. So now you're overloading your guards. So what are you what are you going to do if, you know, like I, I guess with injuries it's you you want that depth because i don't think they really had that last year when uh you know Jam- when jamal was out in the bubble uh they were starting monte pj was coming off the bench but it wasn't i think i don't think they really they they needed at least one other guard but to go out and get you know Three more guards in the off season granted, granted i mean two might not will probably not play, but one of them's a first round draft pick it it just didn't it it really took me by surprise it didn't it doesn't really make sense because now you're the only the only reason why it, it I could see why they would do this is to use monte in a trade piece in a year or two because you'll have you can use that nine mil, as, um, because if you if you're planning on going into the tax, then that nine million that Monte is making is actually going to be really important in the future. Because if you're over the cap and 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 you're into the luxury tax, and you want to make trades, say for a star, um, or you need to uh, you know, make a trade to re-sign someone, you can use that nine million to kind of move around the roster so that's the only thing i can really think of they need monte this year and probably next year and then i think that last year especially when at that point you're paying mpj uh jamal and and Jokic are making a lot of money um i think they might use that nine million to trade monte elsewhere um i would say as soon as next year's trade deadline. That's the only thing I, I could think
2: of.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. It could be, he could be used as a, as a fill, you know, a filler just to, to match contracts type of thing. Uh, and I'm I'm looking at the Nuggets now. I mean, they're going to have, with Monte signing, and I, I got his contract numbers wrong. I was looking at his first contract. It's three year, 27 million uh, extension. So it's about nine uh, per year. It'll be eight point three this year and then um or excuse me next year and then going forward. So now you have you'll have Monte, Jamal, Jokic and uh MPJ is going to be an RFA. So you'll have those three guys <laughs> at least under contract together um until the 23-24 season when Jokic is a free agent. Um and that already gives me like anxiety thinking about that. So, I mean, it's a weird situation. The only thing I can think of, like you said, maybe it's a trade as a trade piece. Obviously, they love Monte and what he brings. Yeah. Um. I I can only think that maybe what they're going to do is, like I said, Marcus Howard probably won't even play at all for the Nuggets this year. He'll probably be G League rj will probably also be coming up and down from g league as well if, if howard even makes the roster but hampton uh probably g league but he's not going to dress out a lot unless there's any injuries i think what's going to happen is you'll see monte jamal and Camposo get minutes at the one i think pj is going to slide down and play minutes at the two um i think that's where they'll probably keep him well uh, we could also
1: see a lot of jamal murray at the two
0: sure but I think that's probably where they'll they'll slot PJ, uh, just to kind of give somebody to back up behind Gary because it gives you length. You actually get bigger with PJ um, from Gary. You don't get the greatest. You don't get you know a similar defender, but PJ's a respectable defender. Um, and then that kind of fills that void. And and you have Will Barton who can kind of play that swing of a three or a two. So that's kind of what I'm thinking is probably going to happen. Um, But again, like it's positionless now in today's game, so it really doesn't matter. You get a guy in P.J. Dozier who can also handle the ball, bring you into your offensive sets, and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah, here's the thing, going to that point, because you have have P.J. who can play the one or two, Jamal can play the one or two, Will can play the one or two, um, and then R.J. Hampton can play the one or the two. So you got four guys that the, the one thing that Denver has done a really good job of over the last, I would say two years is finding versatile guys that can play in multiple positions because what that does is it helps you defensively because if, if you need size, okay, then what we're going to do is we're going to put, um, we're going to put say in the future, or even right now you can put PJ Dozier, Jamal, and then you can go MPJ, Jamal Green, Jokic, right? Or, uh mpj bowl bowl and Jokic. And, i mean would and Go- you gary, be
0: hey. would you be shocked at all to see pj even get minutes at the three if they needed it like i wouldn't be shocked if i saw the nuggets yeah, trot out a definitely. lineup of, of he, gary he jamal uh pj at the three mm-hmm. and mpj and or something like that just to get yeah. another ball handle so now you have right. three ball handlers out there well and that's and what they defender. were missing
1: in in the bubble and and that's where i'm really excited you know it, it's it's funny because I've been over the last, ever since Will got to Denver, he's been the one player that I think has frustrated me the most, until I watched Paul Millsap in the bubble. Um, but I am really excited to see what Will can do this year because I think if if Will was healthy in the bubble last year, I I don't think they go down three one twice. I think they they obviously get to the Western Conference Finals but i i think they give a, the lakers a, a even bi- a bigger fight um i don't think it ends in 5 i think it might end in 6 or even 7 because will is, they what they were missing was another ball handler scorer. uh a, another good defender uh and just another scorer because they didn't have they were you know in the, in the games they in the in the two games where they the they won and then the AD3 those were two games where i think Jeremy Grant played really well and and he was at third score for them uh, especially in the win Jeremy Grant was great he had like 20 points or something um, that's what they needed but Jeremy Grant wasn't consistent and so if and and we all know Will can score and he's going to give you 10 to 15 a night you know he he doesn't usually have games where he goes out and puts up four points. Those rarely happened. Now, what do you get 15 points on 20 shots? Maybe, but sometimes you need that because at, at certain points if you're not shooting the, if the whole team's not shooting the ball well, you need someone to maybe not necessarily shoot the ball well but just just score. At, you know, at, at any any way you can. So, I think Will Barton is going to be a really important piece for this team this upcoming season, especially where when I think this team is gonna want to score a lot more, um, and put him at the two, I think is the best case scenario, because now you have the thing with Will is he can bring the ball up the court, uh, and I remember so well in the off season I wanted Chris Paul here, because I want to push Jamal more off ball a little bit, be more of a scorer. I don't necessarily need Jamal to be the point guard all the time, right? If he, you know, he can start out as the point guard, but for the most part, especially late in games, I want him off ball. I want him going, running off screens. I want him, uh, cutting to the rim. I want him to get the ball in the wing and go one-on-one and ISO. I want him to do different things. And it obviously helps when Jokic is another ball handler, but if you, if you have a guy like Will, who, by the way, can do all of those things that, J, that Jamal can, just not as, as well, then you have two guys that, that can do that, and I think that gives you more versatility. And then, you know, whatever happens with MPJ, great. But at that point, if Will is playing really well, you don't necessarily need MPJ to be great this year.
0: Yeah, and a couple things on Will, too. I think first... He's a guy that if they had him, I don't think the Nuggets go down 3-1 twice. Um, they probably end up being tied, if not leading the series. Uh, because like you said, I think more so than just needing another ball, they just needed someone who could score. Mm-hmm. And Will is one of those guys, too, that when this team gets in those stagnant moments of nobody's cutting and it's just kind of the offense is just lack, you know, lackadaisical, Like Will's one of those guys that's okay, once it comes to me, it's a black
1: hole, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make something happen. So that's Jamal could do that, but you need you need multiple guys to do that. Right. Like Jamal is the only guy that could do it. Jokic isn't willing to, and I don't and and again, I don't think a center, no matter how talented you are and how skilled Jokic is, I don't think a center is the right guy to do that. So you need you need a second guy to be able to do that mpj is too young too early in his career to do so so yeah you do need a second guy and and that that has we were looking for that in in the bubble and all eyes were on jeremy grant and he he did it once in a while like i would say once every like three games is where he was able to be kind of that guy where he'd get the ball and he just drive to the rim and and you know, get a bucket or at least create a play. Um, But he, he was so inconsistent in doing that. You need someone else to kind of help Jamal because you can't have, you can't rely on Jamal going, you know, 50, 50, 42. You you just, you just can't rely on that. So, you know, it it was great to get that in the Utah series. And it was great to get, you know, a couple of big games from him in against the Clippers, but, I mean, you you need how how big would would Will Barn have been in that Clippers series? Like he would have been that well, yeah, would have been great. He to would have. Have been, yeah, he'd have been huge.
0: Um, but yeah, I just think that's he would have helped there um, for sure. Having another ball handler and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to have him back now. He's going into a contract year. So yeah. it's not shocking to me that his comments of, you know, at media day of saying, well, I, I think I'm a starter. Well, he is a starter. He's a starting level player in this league. So uh, I I can imagine he won't be too happy if he's asked to come off the bench. I, I think I think but... he
1: starts at the two. I really do. I wouldn't be shocked if. Uh, will he play tonight? Is he uh, ready to I don't to believe coffee? he's playing tonight. Okay. No. I I think at some point he will be starting at the two. Because I don't think Gary's gonna unless Gary comes out and is shooting the ball great. I I just don't think he's gonna be doing that. Um. I, I, I get why they've started Will at the three the last couple of years, but I, I don't like it. I, I just I, I, don't think it makes sense. And when Gary can't give you any points, I think he's more valuable coming off the bench. Um, I'd rather have a, a more all-around guy starting. So, and Will is six foot six. He profiles as a two guard. He's a he's a guard. He's not a forward. He's not a, you know, he's a wing guy, and so that's why it worked with him and Gary at the two and three, but you were a bit undersized at that point too because then even Paul Millsap is only, what, six seven, six eight. Mm-hmm. So that's a small lineup. I, I think if, I think go, going a little bit bigger this year and going Jamal, Will, um, MPJ, Jermichael Green, and Jokic, it, I think it you improve in length. Um, size and you you improve offensively a, a ton. And I think defensively, I don't think you're Look, Gary's a great defender, but Will is a good defender. And I think Will can also guard some of the bigger players. You know, he can switch on threes and kind of help out uh, MPJ as well. Uh, so I think he might be a, a slightly more versatile than Gary as far as defensively in that starting lineup. Uh so I that to me has to be the starting lineup unless either Will is hurt or he's just he just can't he just can't get back to himself um or Gary is shooting lights out. Yeah. And
0: the show I produce in town, uh we had Matt Moron, who uh if you want to follow him on Twitter, you know he's he works for the Action Network. Um I think it's uh hardwood paroxysm or HP basketball I think is his um his username. But we had him on I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And he thinks that the reason the Nuggets are are going towards this backcourt type of trend is because they found something in the bubble when they had, you know, multiple ball handlers on the floor like Monte and and Jamal and they want to exploit that. And and that's kind of honestly where the league is going. And mm-hmm. It's if the Lakers would have stayed big, then it wouldn't have really made sense to do this because the Nuggets lost size, but so did the Lakers. So they don't, right. they don't have any Dwight Howard. There's no um, JaVale McGee. Now now you do get Marcus Hall, so he makes up size there, but you fill in also a guy like Montresor.
1: Marcus Hall won't, won't bother Jokic like Dwight did.
0: Right. At least we hope not. Um, but then you also get Montrez Harrell. He's an undersized
1: big at like six eight. Uh, so and we saw the Nuggets totally destroy Montrez. Yeah, in, the, in the playoffs. So at that point,
0: now the league is t- is starting to trend towards you know having multiple ball handlers on the floor at once. I mean, you see that with Portland. Uh, we yeah. saw it in the playoffs with the Lakers last year, with you know LeBron and Rondo uh, on the court at the same time at certain points. So. I think that's where they're going with this. So it'll be interesting to see how all this stuff plays out. Um, you said you want Will to start at the two. <clears throat>
2: mm-hmm.
0: So I think for me, um, and we can get into our guy, uh, Ryan Blackburn's article, because he he threw out different type of rotations and, and what the strengths and weaknesses would be. Um, I think for me, my ideal starting lineup would be obviously Jamal and Jokic. Um, MPJ has to be in there. Uh, do I see? That's the thing. Do I want to forego defense for you know super offense and then kind of lack some scoring off the bench? I think I would go Jamal. Hmm. I'll keep Gary at the two. MPJ, Jamichael Green, and Jokic. Um, bringing Monte off the bench. You get Will Barton off the bench, Paul Millsap off the bench, so I think that's probably where I'd go. Um, you at least get some semblance of defense in there, and I'm you know really what? banking on Gary's offense being. But in that in that lineup, he doesn't need to be a focal point offensively, though.
1: No, but that's why. I, but but at at this point right now, I I don't trust MPJ to be that guy yet. So that's why I would have Will at the two. Uh, if MPJ is going to be that guy that we're waiting for him to be, then sure I'd put Gary there. And but... from
0: all all things we're hearing out of camp, um, that Matt Moore was telling us yesterday, he's looked phenomenal. They say.
1: Yeah, but he's looked. I, I just I have to see it. Yeah, I, and it's camp see, talk. It's and, and I have to see the chemistry between him, Jamal, and Jokic because that's a that was a big issue in the bubble. Um, if you want to go crazy, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw this lineup at some point. If the Nuggets are desperate for offense, you could go Jamal,
2: Will, MPJ, Bull, Bull and Jokic. Because that gives you five ball handlers.
1: That gives you two seven footers. Uh and Almost three, everyone can honestly and, and yeah, and and you uh you all all five shoot thirty five percent from three or above
2: probably closer to 40. Uh, You got length. And uh, everyone can, I mean, everyone can score from
1: anywhere. So that's, that's the lineup. If, if you're in a, if, if you just can't score, that's a lineup that you could throw out there, especially if you're playing a team that doesn't have a physical center. Cause then at that point, bull bull, I think any anytime the Nuggets will play a team that doesn't have a physical center, um, or you can hide Bol on someone defensively, and just have him on uh, coming off from the weak side, they are going to like he to me like MPJ is kind of like the key in in the playoffs to me, but in the regular season, I'm really curious to see what they do with Bol because I think he he's a weapon that. No other team has in in, in the league. He, I mean, he can he can ha- he's seven foot three. He can handle the ball. He can shoot from five feet behind the three, and his passing is fantastic. He's a great block. Uh, I mean, a great rim protector. Um, he's interesting, and if he doesn't get ten to fifteen minutes, it's going to be very disappointing because. He needs to develop. And what, uh, just like MPJ last year, where you need to sacrifice some games in the regular season to develop these guys because they're going to help you in the playoffs. They needed MPJ to be better than what he was in the playoffs last year. And if he would have played more in the regular season, that would have happened. And this year, Bull bowl, Bull, bowl, they they're, they're going to need his size come playoff time because they lost Plumley, They don't have Jeremy Grant. They're gonna need some rim protection. They still don't have that. That was one thing that they really need in the offseason. We were waiting for them to go out and get someone. We haven't talked about this Hartstein kid kid, but I until I watch him play, and unless he shows something, I don't believe that he's gonna be, you know, the backup center. So are they just are they expecting Bull Bull to be the backup center at this point?
0: Well, from what Matt Moore was telling us yesterday, so. Hartstein is gonna he's gonna get minutes. um, That he well, yeah I, I would expect him
1: to. they
0: they expect to get from him like he's he's essentially gonna bring what Mason Plumley brought, not necessarily to the level of professionalism. Not to say like this guy's like a problem or anything, but that he's he's essentially gonna be what he what Plumley brought, but less post ups. Um, he, he's got a little bit more, uh, offensive skill than Plumlee. Um, he may not be the defender of Plumlee, but I mean, he's, he looks to be around the same size. So I, I think Hartstein is going to get a lot of minutes and I don't know. I mean, I, we, we've seen with Malone's history. I don't think we should count on seeing Bobo. I mean, I get what you're saying. And I completely agree. I just don't think we're, it's, it's likely to see it. If MPJ of all people couldn't get consistent minutes and had a lot of DMPs last year. Well, here's the thing though. I don't think Bobo was his
1: defense. That's the same well, thing with Bobo. <laughs> well, one-on-one defense, sure, but they do need rim protection. And if... I think it, it's this preseason, watch for Bobo and early on the season. Watch for Bobo and Hartstein to uh, competing, be competing for minutes. I think that'll be really... Especially yeah. tonight. I, I wouldn't be happen. shocked if we see a lot of Bobo and Hartstein and and we'll see kind of... Who kind of fits this better? And you could look, Bulbul could play at the three. So, you know, you can kind of fit him anywhere. Um, I just they they they're really the nuggets are really deep and they have a lot of good young talent. I don't think it'll be, especially with the shortened off season, I don't think that Malone's gonna be playing Jokic, Jamal, all these guys 35 plus minutes. So I, there's room in there where Bulbul can get 10 to 15. That's all I'm asking. Give him 10 to 15, see what he can do. If he's not showing you anything, then fine. I understand totally. But he, I think he's a weapon that no other team has. He's a complete unicorn. There's no player like him at all. I mean, there's zero. Like you can compare him to KD, and that's about it. But even then, Kd can't do what he what he can in, defensively. I think KD's a better one on one defender, but the blocking of the shots. I mean, Bobo, if he reaches his potential, will lead the league in blocks for years because of his his timing, his arm length, his is uh, just in size in general. Like he he's gonna lead the league in blocks multiple years he could be a defensive player of the year type of guy with all those blocks he can get so you need to use that especially when they're a team that needed that yeah I just I just think it's unlikely that he gets even
0: sniffs more than 10 minutes I I would say for him I, I I foresee a lot of DMPs and maybe I mean if it's a blowout maybe he gets you know 10 minutes, but I, I think he's going to be in that range of five to 10. I just, I just don't see him getting over 10 minutes and, and we can go through Ryan Blackburn's uh, rotations. He gave out, let's see one, two, I think he gave out five different uh, rotations. Yeah. So five different rotations here. Uh, the first one is team defense around Porter. So in his starting five here, he has Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, uh, MPJ, Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic. So pretty much the same thing from last year. Just swap out Will Barton for for MPJ. Uh, The strengths, obviously, team defenders that insulate Murray, Porter, and Jokic with uh, Millsap and Gary. Barton maintains a significant role as a 6 man. Composo, Morris, and Barton should lift the bench units. The weakness is, obviously, there's limited ball handling in the starting unit and a small bench backcourt. So that's an option. Um, I think that's kind of your... Your default lineup, honestly,
1: uh, I think I, I would be well shocked if milsap starts over Jamaica Green. Yeah,
0: I I don't I don't think that's gonna gonna happen. Maybe
1: either. initially, maybe initially he will, just uh, because Jamaica Green chemistry, all that. Yeah, but but um, that just feels like a
0: default type of lineup that maybe Malone tries out early to see how it works, but i'd be i'd be a little surprised if that was the the lineup day one uh the second rotation he has he calls this one mixing things up uh it's jamal murray will barton mpj jamichael green Jokic. That's, that's so, the lineup so yeah so that's the one you wanted uh he says this one is the strengths are strongest mix of talent fit with barton uh representing the former and green the latter Uh, let's see. Harris and Millsap improve the team defense on the bench unit. Composito and Morris have minutes staggered on the bench unit. Uh, the weaknesses here is there's obviously no elite defenders. Uh, it's a brief ultra small bench backcourt trio of Composito Morris and Gary and lack of potent scoring off of the bench, which I agree with there. So kind of in a, in a pinch there. Rotation number three that he puts out. He says, put the five best players on the floor. So it's Jamal Murray, it's Gary Harris, it's Will Barton, uh, Michael Porter, and it's Nikola Jokic. Strengths here, it's by far the best starting lineup offensively. Porter at the power forward is lethal, he says. Limits minutes of Jamichael Green and Millsap early. More size off the bench uh, by inserting Bull Bull or even P.J. Dozier at small forward. Um, the weaknesses here, lots of compounding defensive issues with the starters no true role man in the pick and roll off the bench, um, I wouldn't mind that lineup to be honest with you, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris Will Barton, MPJ, Nicole Jokic I, I, I think that's an interesting lineup rotation 4, uh, this is the what if Barton isn't ready lineup he's got Jamal Murray, Gary Harris MPJ, Paul Millsap and uh, Nicole Jokic, which I think is the same lineup as the first one if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, MPJ. Yeah, Palms. Yeah, it's the same same lineup there. Um, <laughs> so he might just have switched up uh, the bench. So, yeah, so if, in the bench unit, he's got Bull Bull finding minutes and Jamichael Green instead of, uh, if, if I have that right. Did he have Bull Bull in the first bench unit? So, yeah, Bull Bull wasn't in the first bench unit. Obviously, you swap out Will Barton for Bull Bull. So, same starting lineup, but a, a different bench there. Um, again, the strengths there strong team defenders. Uh, Murray and Porter could stagger minutes with the bench units. You find Bull Bull more minutes. No Barton means uh, this is a weakness, but no Barton means Nuggets are searching for competent backup, small forward minutes, and you're limiting the ball handling in the starting unit. And then the fifth and final rotation he has here is condensing to a nine-man group starters. He has Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, MPJ, Michael Green, Nicole Jokic, which I believe is the one that I said I would go with. Um, And then off the bench, he has Monte Morris, Will Barton, Bull Bull, Paul Millsap uh, being the rotational guys, six through, what is that, nine. Their strengths here, significant minutes and role for Porter. With and without Murray and Jokic, you find quality minutes for Bull Bull. Uh, Barton reprises role as sixth man with heavy minutes, weaknesses, heavier minutes for almost everyone, perhaps a bad idea in a condensed season. No true role man off the bench. So that's kind of where... Uh, Ryan was at. I'm curious to see what his preferred lineup would be. I don't think he lists it in here. Um, but I mean the, the good thing is that the Denver Nuggets have options. that's that's one thing we can be optimistic about is that they have options to where they can insert defenders. they can also go offensive heavy. Um, I think priorities for me obviously is MPJ being in the starting lineup and finding ball ball minutes. Um, so however we can do that, if we can get bowl anywhere from seven to 12 minutes a night, I think that's a win. If you know, MPJ starting, that's a win. And then we can go from there. I think the nuggets, they do have to keep in mind that it being a condensed season and that they were one of the teams that had a shorter off season. I hope Malone factors that in and keeps that in mind in terms of at least in the first month, month and a half of the season of, finding ways to maybe you're not playing Jamal and Jokic 30 to 35 minutes. Maybe you're playing them 28 to 30 or 25 to 30. Um, I think this is a year where you do need to sacrifice some regular season wins, not only for rest, but for individual growth, like you said, for playoff time. And I think that's what Matt Moore mentioned yesterday also, is that he doesn't, he does think the Nuggets took a step back in the West but he doesn't necessarily think that will hurt them come playoff time. He thinks it'll hurt them more in the regular season, but come playoffs. He thinks they're actually they might even be better suited with matchups given certain teams um, and, and the talent they now have. So I think, and that can naturally lead us to into the the next topic here, what should the expectations be of this team? Because in a condensed season, only 72 games, what what were the Nuggets on pace for last year? Like 53 52. Um, they were
1: on pace having the same record they did the year before. And they it won didn't feel like it. They but. won like 57 the year before, right? Something
0: like that? do yeah. I have that right. Um I don't think the Nuggets will win and I guess the equivalent of that would be like 40 something. Um I I think the well, Nuggets will probably be around 40 and I think their over under right now is like 42
1: i think they get over that i i would i would say uh 40 i mean i guess you gotta go off of win percentage what was their win percentage two years ago and then last year that's Um, that's what we need to look at so last year i'll look that up right now
0: last year let's see uh 2019-20 regular season well, they finished with so they finished 46 and 27 in the regular season. So the win percentage for that is uh let's see what did I say 46 and 27? 46 So, so that's that, a 58%. That was,
1: 59% win percentage. There. Wait, what? Wait. Last year, cuz they only they they only played you know. I had 63. How how many games did they play? 73. Uh, they played what is that sixty six so seventy three, yeah. So you would do and they got forty six wins? Mm-hmm. That's a sixty-three win percentage. Okay, Am I crazy? Then I, then I did something wrong. So yeah, sixty-three win percentage
0: um for the Nuggets that year. Okay. And then in what is it, uh eighteen nineteen? Yeah. They had fifty seven wins. Fifty four wins. Fifty four. Yeah.
1: Um what about 82? That's a 65. Okay. So yeah, that's where I would I would hover around. If you can get to I, the first number that popped in my head was 45 wins, and that's
0: 62%. So yeah, Vegas Insider has it at 44 and a half. Is there over under for Oh jeez? <laughs> I said so I 45.
1: Said, wow, I was right on with Vegas. Um yeah, I mean I, I would say I would say that's that's right where you want to be at. If you can get to 45 wins this year, um, I think that's really good. You don't need... Look, I think the really good teams, the teams that are, I guess, the really good regular season teams will probably try and get up to 55 wins. Um, be like 55 in... There's how many games in the regular season? There's 72, right? 72. So. 55 and 17. Um I think that's that's probably where like like the, the like uh Milwaukee will probably be uh, maybe the Lakers depending on how much LeBron and AD play the one seeds, right? The, especially the one seed in the East uh will probably hit right around 55 wins. So I don't think the Nuggets are going to be at that point. I mean, I guess you never know. But I would say I would Obviously, depending on injuries and stuff i I would take the over on that. I think you can get i think they'll get forty five and and maybe a little bit more
0: yeah i i think I think I might take the under I'm looking at their schedule right now to kick things off and it's it's a tough start I'll be honest with you i mean you have sacramento's is the, the they have them uh twice in the first four games i mean that's yeah, a but you also gotta 20. remember
1: here's the thing i think the regular season will actually benefit the teams that were in the bubble because like think about golden state tonight they haven't played a basketball game in 270 days yeah maybe maybe in the short term maybe to kick off the
0: season but i think in the long term i think the teams that have better legs under them that's why i think michael malone really needs to take into consideration resting guys um and I know the NBA is trying to implement the rule of you can't rest guys on national TV games now. Okay, whatever. I don't know how you're going to determine that with injury and like if a guy's seriously injured or not. But whatever. Um, but I do think I think this has to be a year where we sacrifice wins in the regular season for rest. And like I said, individual development. And we've seen this team multiple times now have great regular seasons, and then and then they flame out in the postseason. I think of that 2012-13 year where they win 57 wins, uh, and then they, they flame out against Golden State. And then last year, or not last year, the year before last, they get 54 wins, and then they flame out against Portland, even though I, I guess that's not necessarily a disappointment given you know how young they were, but... I just think they need to be careful with that. But I'm looking at their schedule. I mean, you have Sacramento twice in the first four. You have L.A., the Clippers, uh, your second game. You have Houston. You have Phoenix. You have Minnesota twice. Uh, you play them back-to-back, actually. Uh, you play them in Minnesota, then you play them here. Then I don't you have think Dallas, Philly. I mean, that, and then Brooklyn, Golden State, Utah.
1: I think, I think initially, though, I think they'll beat Sacramento twice um i think though i i do think they beat the clippers on on christmas night um i don't think depending on with james Harden all i think they beat houston uh do i have them starting 4-0 then uh maybe because they have from last and I year think, i think they beat phoenix once out of the two because those back to back they only play
0: phoenix once yeah. in the first so in the first one two three four five six seven wait eight, which nine, one are 10, they playing 11, where are they 12, playing back to back 13 they play minnesota back to back
2: oh um, uh
1: i think they beat minnesota twice then
0: in the first 13 i mean the minnesota is gonna be a tough team this year in the first 13 games they have the clippers who is a, is a playoff team houston who i think it, you know depending on what they do at least right now that's a playoff team um, Phoenix is a playoff team. I think Minnesota could be on the verge of being a playoff team. Dallas is going to be a playoff team. Philly's going to be a playoff team. Brooklyn's going to be a playoff team. And Golden State's going to be a playoff team. And Utah's going to be a playoff team. So that's that's kind of a rough start to the schedule. Um, I wouldn't
2: be
1: shocked if Utah missed the playoffs. I don't think, though.
0: I mean, Donovan's, he's an elite guard. I don't think they're going to yeah, miss. I, I mean, that's that's well, a good team. A
1: couple, a couple teams are dropping out, though. you got to remember. So Golden State's going to be in. Uh, right and i think phoenix, and i think phoenix makes the playoff so uh i would say houston drops out and i
0: mean it depends Dallas on what they do with james harden so even with you know demarcus cousins and john well Wall, i'm assuming
1: i i think well i that's guess a, that's a team there, that and could and still part won't be there be six through eight if they keep just those two if those guys are playing healthy i mean those i don't think they'll be healthy though um that's a tough if start James, to this. If, if James Harden is not on Houston next or this year, if he gets traded here soon, I don't think they make the playoffs. I think there's too much change. Maybe. I think they miss it. Um I mean the first two months well, of the then, schedule is really who's brutal. The second, who's the second team that misses the playoffs this year in the West? Um because I, unless Golden State misses it. I I mean I don't think they'll miss it. Um I then mean the, beat, first, then, the man, first two I, months
0: are brutal for the Nuggets, schedule wise. That's it's gonna be
1: yeah, but I think that also benefits them because it'll it because early on they have the, the because they've been playing you know the shortened off season whatever I think they'll that will benefit uh I think that'll benefit um the bubble teams so depending on who's resting who but if it softens up in the end of the schedule I no, I think they get forty five. I, I think that's the number. If you can, I I think they uh, they hit forty five, forty six. I wouldn't bet on the over under on that the the Vegas one because I'm right at that line, so I wouldn't take it. Uh, if I had to, then then I would I would take the over, just because I'm right at forty five.
0: Um, I'm gonna put together a doc because I just wanna I wanna get our predictions in here and see and revisit this at the end of the playoffs, and see where we were at, but. Um you you taking 44 then? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take the under. I think they'll probably be around forty to forty-two.
1: I don't I don't think I, see, we, I think that puts you at the bottom half of the of the West though. Or like bottom half of the playoff teams. I think that gives you five, six, seven, eight.
0: And that's that might because be I, I, think, be. I think
1: because I think the one seed hits fifty-five. I think the two seed hits about fifty. I think that three seed, three, four. Uh, three four and five will all be between
2: 44 and 48 so uh, I don't know i
1: I think the nuggets are a really good regular season team and you now you have altitude back in your favor, which is actually I think the altitude is an even bigger home court advantage than it was before because that's because there's no crowds in any stadium right so more than likely so I think it'll it'll be even playing field throughout the whole league except for Utah and Denver because you have you have um, the altitude so yeah I, I think I think they get 45 more or more but I don't know. I, I'm
0: I'm gonna go 42. That's gonna be my official guess right there. Um, I just don't think. I think they're just gonna give up some some wins. Um, playoff. seed... really
1: you really try hard not to get like I just any don't. expectations on this team, right? <laughs> well,
0: that, no, I I, th- a, I think they do. What? Well, I think they should be. I think they should change a little bit. Um, you know, a team that made the Western Conference Finals, and the, there's gonna be a lot of casual fans and a lot of you know, naysayers of the team that are going to say, oh, you made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. You need to be back
1: there again. And that's just not fair, I don't, I don't think. think. No. Um, One, but because... I, but I think I think they're still going to be a good regular season team, though.
0: No, I do, too. I mean, I mean, I have them getting 42 well, wins. A, really, three wins a less.
1: really good. A really good. Okay. Uh, I think they'll be I, good. I think they're top four seed. I think it uh, goes... I don't know. I, out, Not in, in any specific order, but the Lakers, the Clippers... The Nuggets and
2: um, uh, I'm I'm blanking. Um, hold on, let me look at the teams. Oh, I guess they don't have. Let me look at last year. Uh, the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. I guess either Portland. Portland will be in
1: the mix. Dallas will be in the mix. See, I think Denver gets more wins though than Dallas, Portland, Phoenix. Honestly, I think they get more wins than the Clippers. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I think the Nuggets are a top four seed. All right. Oh, the Thunder's not the second team that drops out. Then the Thunder aren't making. I place. think I think the Thunder and and Memphis probably drop out. Um. So well, Memphis didn't. Memphis didn't make. Yeah, they made it. Portland made it. Didn't Memphis make it? Oh no, they played the seed in game. That's right. By the way, we're getting that back this year. I
0: I love that. The uh The seed and game, playing playing game. Yeah. So I you said that. top four seed. Do you have a specific guess where in the top four?
1: You know what? Oh boy. Do I want to say that?
2: Um I'll say I'll say they're the three seed. Wow.
1: I, 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 I thought about saying they're going to be the one seed. I thought that's not going to happen. Well, I mean it depends on the lake. I want to see what the Lakers do. Yeah. I want to see what how serious LeBron and AD take the the at least LeBron takes the regular season. I I, I think for
0: the first two to three weeks, you'll see him play very sparingly. Um, Maybe he gets like twenty minutes, if that.
1: Uh, maybe he might sit out some look, games. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if the Lakers aren't. Look, LeBron does not care about the last year he did. Last, I'll give him. I'll I'll give him that. Last year he did, but other than last year, LeBron has never given a crap about the regular season as far as being the one, two, three. He made it to the NBA Finals as a four seed or five seed, one of the two. Like, I don't think especially coming off of a championship i don't think they care that's i think it's more about getting to the playoffs making you know depending on you know matchup based right whether you want to kick it in gear or kind of just take it easy and then you know or continue to take it easy um I don't think they're going to take the regular season seriously. I don't think the Clippers are going to take the regular season seriously. Again, because they didn't last year. I don't um, know. I think they might this year. I think they want to prove something. Yeah, uh, but they they lost some guys too. I I don't know. They might. And that's why that's why I say I wouldn't be shocked if the Clippers had a better record than the Lakers. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Denver Nuggets had a better record than the Lakers.
0: I, I think the Clippers are going to be on a mission. And I think for me, so you have them at a three seed. I think the Lakers will ultimately finish with more wins. I think the Clippers will finish with more wins. I think the Mavericks will finish with more wins. And I think Portland will finish with more wins. So I think right now, if I had to choose the seeds, I'd say either LA team's going to be, I think they will be one and two. Um, And then I think at three, I think Portland's going to be really good this year. I think Portland's going to be the three seed.
1: I think um, Dallas will be the four seed. And then I, I just don't think Denver is gonna have less wins than Dallas. I love Luca. I think he's the future of the NBA. I don't think they have. I think they're a. That's a. If the Nuggets have to play Dallas in the playoffs, that will. Uh, again, that's a team I'm avoiding. But I don't think they get. I think they're a top five seed. I don't think they get
0: Actually, more than how long like, is. I think Stapps is supposed to miss the beginning of the season. Now that I think about that.
1: And the thing about Dallas, they don't have a lot of depth. They they don't.
0: Um
1: they built well around Luka, but they
0: don't have enough depth. January 1st, so he's going to miss Okay, so that's not so I I think yeah, miss a week. But they I forgot who they picked up in the offseason, but I think they got some good um I mean obviously they lose Seth Curry. I'm trying to think of who they I don't know. I think right now, I, I just think I have the Nuggets as a five seed. 42 wins, five seed. I think
1: it, if it doesn't look good. If you would have put Golden State ahead of Denver, I, I just I don't, I don't think Dallas. I, I, I wouldn't know. put Golden State ahead. I, I think we know the eight playoff teams on in the West. I think it's the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. Well, I guess it depends on Houston, mm-hmm. what they do. um so i'm I'm assuming he gets
0: traded so i think that's why the right
1: i'm gonna leave houston out um so i think it's the lakers clippers nuggets jazz dallas portland golden state and phoenix i think those are the eight playoff teams i don't think memphis will get in so I think you're gonna I have think, teams like Memphis,
0: Minnesota, New Orleans, just on the outside. I think
1: Phoenix is better than Memphis now. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so and then Golden State, unless Steph, uh, obviously this is as long as everyone's healthy. Um, I love the James Wiseman pickup for for the Warriors. So, um, yeah, I think that's the eight. I would go. I'd go Lakers, Clippers.
2: No, you know what? I'd go Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets. Then I'd go Then I'd go um I, I guess I guess Portland Golden State at 5. Dallas at six, Phoenix at seven, Utah at eight. Oh my God, the West stack.
1: So Lakers, Clippers, Denver, Portland, Golden State. I'm telling you, five, four through, four through, even no, you know what, three through, ten. Are gonna be within like seven. Oh yeah, eight. it'll
0: be like last year. I mean, I think it's it was like
1: nuts. I think it was like four
0: through eight. They were all within like a game or two of each other.
1: Yeah, you go, so, you go on a losing, you go on a three-game losing streak, you can find yourself out of the playoffs. Well, and that's why Matt Moore said it too.
0: Divisional games early on are gonna be crucial early yeah. in the season. Like you have to win those. Uh, well, Denver, Denver's,
1: Denver's division is a lot easier than it was the past two years. Minnesota's better. But OKC's it's, work. That's tough. I don't think I, I don't think Utah. I think Utah's going to take a step back,
2: and um, I think Utah's going to be good. I mean, Portland's Portland's really good. The West is ridiculous. I don't. I
1: I I the fact that I have Utah as my eighth seed is crazy. But they, to be fair, they were the six seed last year, so I guess it's not that crazy.
0: This is this is what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Lakers, Clippers, Portland, Dallas, Denver, Phoenix, Utah, Golden State. Yeah, Golden State has eight seed. Mm-hmm. But again, like, don't get hung hung up on like the seed of the team because I think I think Golden State has the potential to win forty games. High thirties, forty I games. Could
1: see, but. I could see Golden State being the four
0: seed. <laughs> well, I, I don't mean, know about that. But maybe maybe five. Maybe five. But I mean uh, four and five are gonna be either tied be or within a four. game. Um so then okay, well, you have them as the three seed. I have them as the five seed.
1: I have Coming... them as a the top I have them as the top three. I don't see them I could I could see Denver being the one seed. I wouldn't be shocked. I think you're just Looney Tunes. Coming I off of be...
0: a Western Conference Finals berth, what should the expectation be? Okay, you get Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and their third stint going into the playoffs, we assume, health, standing, and all that good stuff. I think... Should it be Western Conference Finals expectation? No. Um, I think second... Uh, depends on who they get in that first round. I think the the expectation be... Uh, second round i think second round should be the expectation and i know that's going to be disappointing to a lot of people but you have to be realistic um about this well, team and where they stand they did take a step back they did naturally they just did it wasn't a huge step back but i think this is the year where you take the step back
1: to take the leap forward the year after and the year's coming well that's what we said last year too uh here's the thing i would because of because of what happened last year as far as not developing MPJ as much as they should have, I think they're they're in the same...
2: My expectations for this season is the same as last season. Second round, in the playoffs, home court advantage in the first round. So top four seed. Top four seed,
1: get to the second round. Same exact thing as a year ago. Because, because they didn't develop MPJ enough in the in, in in this in the previous season, um, you do lose Jeremy Grant. I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal in the regular. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be non-existent in the regular season. You might miss him in the playoffs, but depending on how Jamaica Green is and MPJ, you might not miss him at all. Um. I think they got better with their guards. I think as long as Will and Gary are healthy, the fact that you're you shouldn't, you won't be playing most at more than twenty, twenty-five minutes a game. Uh I I think the expectation we'll see the Plumley the Plumley one
2: is interesting. I think if if there's any player they're gonna miss, it's gonna be Plumley. Um because
1: they didn't replace, they at least replaced Jeremy Grant. They didn't replace like the hard sign kid. I get, I get is the replacement, but like we don't know. Um, so I would say, based on who they lost, and based on what they didn't do a year ago with the young guys, I would say the the expectations should be the exact same as like a year ago. Get the young guys developed. Sacrifice some regular season games. Get to the playoffs with top four seed in the West. By then, you might have fans in the playoffs. You never know. Uh, so home court will be important this year. And get to the second round. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and have a tough second round. Don't get swept. Don't and, agree with that. and you know what? Here's the goal. Don't go down 3-1 in the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, a, that's a big one, too.
0: That will be, and uh, that's that's one of my burning questions too, and and we'll get to that as we as we close this thing up. Uh, before we get to the burning questions, I have bold predictions. What bold? Should we just do one? Cause we didn't. We're, this is kind of on the spot. I just thought of it kind of like midway during the episode. If you have a bold prediction for the Nuggets this year, what would it be? Ooh uh could be player related like an individual could be team like goal oriented do you have one i'm racking through my brain right now to think one
1: trying to think do we know is um because i so i heard i saw a quote from Bull Bull that he wants to be rookie of the year is he eligible i believe so yeah but how is that he played a regular season game did he?
0: Yeah. No, he didn't. Or right, well, I guess the the seeding games.
1: No, he played a regular. He played one of the actual the eight. Yeah, right. He played one of those eight games. Yeah, he he played in the seeding games. Um, I think
0: no, I, I think they made that concession played. last year. I think they made it a few months back. That um, just because the the season was shortened, and I I think he is eligible. Otherwise, why would he say that? I think he's eligible for it. What, are you going to say that he's going to win rookie of the year?
2: No, I'm just curious because I remember I remember hearing that quote. Um, huh, that's weird, because I thought if you played one game. OK, I got mine. Uh, well, uh, OK, go ahead.
1: MPJ will be the second leading scorer on the Nuggets.
0: I wow, think. all. No. Head of Jokic, of Jokic,
1: yeah. Okay, I, well, I, if that happens, by the way, if that happens, one, Jokic is probably averaging a triple double. Uh, two, um, they hit fifty wins. If if that happens, they hit fifty wins.
0: I think um because Jamal, I think, was averaging like eighteen last mm-hmm. year, and I think Jokic is right around like twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. I think, and I'm putting a lot of faith in Jamal because that means Jamal is the first. That means he's the leading scorer of the team. So I got mine. That that's like two bold predictions in one right there. I got mine. Um, I think Jamal is going to be right around 22, 23. And I think MPJ will be right around 19, 20. And I think Jokic
1: will be 18, 19. Mine, the Denver Nuggets will have
0: two All-Stars this year. Oh, that's a really good one.
1: They'll have two All-Stars in the in the game. I'm not oh. going to go specific. They have two All-Stars. Ooh.
0: Well, oh, it has to be Jamal and Jokic.
1: Yeah, most likely, but you never know. Oh, man. It's You're... just so tough for Jamal. It's going to be tough for him to make it. I know, but but here's, here's why. Here's why. I, actually, you know what? I will, I will say Jamal and Jokic are, are it. Uh, because the reason why is because of Jamal. Um, Jamal didn't just show what he can average, right? But he put himself on the map Yes. nationally <laughs> that's that's the important thing because when you look at selections he what he did because like D- dame didn't get an all-star game right this past year was a booker it was booker. It was booker. booker booker and beal right they had great seasons but do you ever hear about them even before last season no jamal put himself on the map in the biggest moments uh of the season last year right in the bubble um the the most memorable thing that came out of the bubble was him and donovan mitchell right that's probably the most memorable thing the 50 40 50 games blah blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
0: those guys were nuts man <laughs> that,
1: was, that, <laughs> that, was nuts. that series the, that was the most that was probably the best series i've ever watched he put he put himself on the map nationally and i think that's i think he sneaks in i i don't think he's a star he's a, not a starter for sure and i don't think he's in the top half of the bench but i think he gets one of those coaches players vote well he because, how many players do they
0: select for it because they do it front court back court now they don't do it they don't do it by position right. anymore
1: right because okay so Shuwin so, is gonna gives, be damien which, which gives him another advantage to get in right by the way so you've you have to figure damien's
0: gonna be there obviously health standing damien steph luca i think we'll all get have more votes than him then you get to donovan mitchell devin booker um obviously jamal's in there chris paul so then you get to that group i just how many of those guys are they gonna take
1: i don't think chris paul makes it um so again, he's gonna he's gonna have to beat confident. out guys
0: like donovan and booker i think well, that's I gonna be his i don't think biggest he has to beat
1: out donovan but i he would have to beat out booker um or i guess it would, yeah he has to beat out one of those two i, I think I, and, both. I, and i and i think i think he does
0: i don't know i mean if because donovan's because the think, leading guy on his team though he's gonna average like 25 sure,
1: 26 but, sure, but, well, I, I look. I think Jamal can come out and average twenty five a game. I mean, I I think he can. I just don't know if he will. <laughs> I, I think so the bad. Denver Nuggets the, the Denver Nuggets have two All Stars this year. Okay, they I mean, I like All- that. I, I think the that. the combination with their record because remember the whole talk with Beal and Booker. The reason why they didn't make it was because of the play the team records, which people thought was ridiculous. And I I actually agreed with that. Um, Booker and Beal should have made the All Star team because All Star team is a is a it's it's not about your team right it's about how you're doing yeah, um, that's fair. That's but fair. based off of last year and how the votes went uh i think based off of the night what the nuggets record will be based off how jamal is playing and how important jamal is playing and based off of what jamal did in the playoffs last year um he makes it i like it i mean if they have two guys i i, I like it um, you know, any... I there's a scenario, though. There's, it's crazy. There's a scenario where Jokic doesn't even make the All-Star team and it's Jamal. Maybe. And he's the only one. Maybe. Um, I but, think Jokic yeah. has firmly established himself now in the
0: minds of people, though. Like, you, you said yeah, Jamal put right. himself on the map. Jokic did that last year. And then this right. playoffs, he established... Like people are now starting to consider, early. yeah.
1: Like people, like nationally, yeah. people are like starting to say, oh, yeah, he's the best. He's the right. best at his position. Right. But the thing with Jokic though is he tends to start out the seasons really slow. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that's one thing I'm very interested to see. Well, you know what? You've already
0: led into a few of them already. So I'm just gonna get to my burning. Well, questions here I'll now.
1: get to I'll get to my second
2: or that I have a second bold prediction. Okay, go ahead. Real quick, um uh Nikola Jokic Nikola Jokic averages a triple double Hmm if
1: if the if especially with your prediction if MPJ is averaging 18 plus if Murray is averaging 25 or 20 23 right 23 to 25 and if Will is healthy Jokic is going to get exactly what he wants. I wouldn't be shocked if we got a 17, 12, and 10 year from from Jokic.
0: Man, he was flirting with it the past two years. Really, the past Mm -hmm. three years. Uh, In 2017, he was 18 and a half, 10 and 6. Next year, he was 20, 10, and 7. Last year, he was 19, 9, and (laughs) 7. He's flirting with it. I, I don't know if he averages it but I wouldn't be shocked if he's 18, 19, 10, and 8 or 9. Yeah. I think yeah, he'll be close. He'll be flirting I, with it.
1: He'll, he'll be close and and the that's that's like my second one. I don't think that's likely to happen. That's like an out there one. But he'll be he'll for sure be close because he's been close the last three years. Um but that's one based off of the other bold predictions that we have, if those happen then Jokic could average a triple double. Based off of that, because you got other guys scoring, he's gonna get exactly what he wants. Uh, and when you when when you take a step back in your scoring, especially with him, his assist go way up. He's gonna love it. Yeah, you you know he's gonna. I love mean it.
0: he's he's waiting for someone to take this thing over from him. Hmm. Which is so funny because like he has the ability to be the man, like he can be the man. Yeah, but, but you know what? He's I think just it's just like. For, I it. think it's good for the team, though. Yeah, no, we, we both I agree that said, it has I've to be Jokic
1: said, or it has to yeah. be Jamal or MPJ. You can't win it. You can't win the NBA Finals with your best player being a center. Well, I mean, maybe you could. In my with him. opinion, <laughs> maybe with him you could. But I guess with this passing, it's different. But I still don't think I. Look, I before, so I've always said for like the last 15 years that uh, you cannot have no longer, it used to be like it, but you can no longer have your point guard or your center being the best player on your team and win an NBA Finals. Now there's an exception. Steph was the exception. And you never know, Jokic might be the other exception for the centers. But that—that's the except. That's to me. That's the rule. And and to be honest, I don't think the Golden State Warriors, if the Cavs are healthy, then you know my rule stands. Yeah, well, because they wouldn't—they wouldn't have—they wouldn't have have beat the Cavs that year. That first year, they didn't beat them. Year two, then they would have got KD, and the KD's your best player. So. My rule stands based off of if the injuries don't happen for for Cleveland, then there you go. And I think why you could make
0: the exception and now because I was there with you in terms of I don't think you can win a finals with a center, at least in today's NBA as your best player. But I think why you could make the argument for this exception with Jokic and um why it kind of ties into why I think he's now the best center in the league. Now saying that he's the best center doesn't necessarily mean he's the most talented because I still think mm-hmm. Embiid is probably the most talented center in terms of offensively and what he can do defensively. Um, and just his, his like just his body, like his strength and all that. But why I think you can make the exception is Nikola Jokic impacts the game in so many different areas. He's not just a scorer. Um, He's not just a a, a guy on the block. He can shoot. He can hit clutch shots. He can pass. He's he's probably outside of LeBron James, Rondo, Chris Paul, James Harden. He's arguably a top 10 playmaker in the game. Just being able to set guys up and do that. Uh, Defensively, he's not great. He can be respectable, but I think he's got some of the best hands in the NBA in terms mm-hmm. of being able to deflect passes, be able to steal passes. He's a great rebounder. Um, obviously, his vision and his accuracy, He's he's got le- that Kevin Love instinct where he gets a board and he just chucks it, and it's just right on target every single time. Yeah,
1: his IQ helps his defense. Right, his and, and
0: that's another thing, his IQ. So I think that's why you could probably make the exception for Jokic. In terms of that rule. He's
1: probably the third smartest player, the third highest IQ in the NBA. LeBron, yeah. and yep. I would say Chris Paul is number two.
0: Yeah, Rondo's up there. Um,
1: Rondo's up there, but I I would take Yo. Know, I think Jokic. Yeah, I I think Jokic is top top three as far as um uh, IQ in the in the NBA.
0: And that's why I think people too they're they're going to get hung up on his number. Like, oh well, Embiid averages better numbers, and even Cat he averages better regular season numbers. Well, okay, first look at the playoffs and <laughs> what the stark contrast is, and yeah. like it's kind of the argument that people make with LeBron is like. LeBron averages this many points, but naturally he's not a scorer first. He's a facilitator. That's right. Jokic. Naturally he's not a scorer. He likes to facilitate and playmake, but oh yeah, he can drop 40 on your head if he wants to. Like if he really wants to, no one can guard Nikola Jokic. Now that he's added the sambor shuffle to his game, like I just don't know his size his ability to post you up and make moves on the block. His touch, shooting ability. I mean, everything he offers you as, as, a, as a player is just nuts. Um, so that's our bold predictions. Lastly, before we go, and you know, if you have any burning questions, these are the kind of the nine that I've been pondering about and I'm going to write about for the fan. Um, but this is just kind of where I'm at with this team as we head into this season. These are kind of like my nine, ten burning questions. First and foremost... Will we see a Jokic slump? You mentioned it earlier. We've seen it the past few years. He comes out super sluggish. Um, last year, he was 475 pounds, so that's probably why he came out super sluggish. Um, but each year, it seems like we see a Jokic just dip. Um, the first month of the season, he just doesn't look like himself. This year, he's he's kept his weight down. He looks in shape. Um, I think he's going to put up. That's going to be my other bold prediction. Jokic is going to posterize somebody this year. And when he does, uh, I'm, I'm just going to go wild. But will he be in a slump? Will we see Jokic from the jump um, take control and look midseason for him? That's that's one thing I'm, I'm interested to see. Number two, Jamal Murray. I know he's got all the talent in the world. He's one of the best guards in the NBA. Can he do it for a season? That's what I want to see. I know he can explode at any moment. I know he has the capability to score 50 in a night. Can he give me 22 7 and 4 throughout a season? Can he do that? That's that's my next question with Jamal Murray. Number 3, is MPJ actually that guy? Is he the all-league talent that Michael Malone called him a, a week or so ago? Is he that player that can be a top 10 player someday? Can he find a way to set aside kind of his ego because he does have an ego? Can he do that for team betterment, but also show that he's the third star? He can be that third star. Uh, Number four, who's the alpha on this team? There's, there was a lot of questions last year. Who's who, when you think nuggets, is it Jokic, but he doesn't have that alpha dog personality. Jamal has that alpha dog personality, but he doesn't always have the consistency. Who's that guy who after this year, I want to firmly establish when I think nuggets, I think, Jokic. When I think Nuggets, Nuggets, I think Jamal Murray first, then Jokic, then MPJ. Or is it MPJ? Like who's the alpha? Who's the guy that's going to take over this team? That's another question I have. uh My next question is: Malone going to be more lenient with Bulbul this year than he was with MPJ last year? Are we going to see him play him a little bit more? And I think with Jeremy Grant and uh, Plumley gone. I think maybe it leans towards that a little bit more, but Malone is very stubborn. <laughs> he likes to do things his way. So I'm curious to see how he handles bowl bowl. Will it be the same I with MPJ uh, that he did uh, with bowl bowl or that he will do with bowl My next question, will they learn from last year? And what I mean by that, will they learn when it comes to not only the slumps finding ways to battle out of it uh, in, in the regular season, but in the playoffs, you know, last the year before last year, they how they had to learn how to win series, uh, win win a playoff series, win the game sevens. They did that this past season. Now we got to figure out, OK, how do we not go down three one? Can they do that this year? Will they will they be able to take control of a playoff series and put a team away that shouldn't really be competing with them for seven games? I don't want to see this team go seven games every freaking playoff series, not because it wears them out, but mainly because I'm selfish and I don't want to have a heart attack every game. So will they learn from last year when it comes to that? Next question is, and this is kind of applies to two guys. What is the health going to be like of Gary Harrison and Will Barton? Those are two guys for the past few years we've seen have injury issues. Will Gary remain healthy? Will Will Barton remain healthy? What will those guys look like? And I think my final question and it pertains just to Gary will he be able to get his offense back? Um, Now I think he's in a situation where they don't necessarily need him to have his offense back uh, given all the talent they have offensively with Jokic and Jamal and MPJ, Will Barton and if he's not in the starting lineup it won't really matter but there's going to be times where they're going to need Gary to score. Can he hit that dreaded floater that just has had his number for the past year and a half? Can he give me more than 10 points a game, 12 points a game? That's kind of where I'm at with all these questions. I think these are ones, um, that have kind of weighed in my mind. I'm curious. Do you think I, I hit these on the mark? Is there anything you would add, uh, you would take off from those?
1: No, I, I think those are those are pretty much the nine biggest questions for this team. And to be honest, I would say eight of them uh, are the same questions we asked last year. Hmm. The only one was Paul Bo, Bo, because we knew he wasn't going to play. Right, right. It's, it's literally the same questions. Um, I think, to answer a couple of them, I think Jokic doesn't have that uh early slump. I don't think he's going to go out there and average, you know, 22. Right. I agree. 9 and 7, but I don't think he's going to be out there going 14 5 and t- 4 like he was last year. Um so I I don't think it'll be noticeable. Uh I do think he starts out slow, but I think that's more so because of lack of minutes and um i i also think that jamal is going to take some more of that scoring load and mpj uh and Will being back will will take some of that too um they got a lot of scores now uh so that's gonna lower Jokic's numbers uh might rise in assists, but uh points per game i don't think he averages more than 20 for sure
0: yeah i think he's gonna be capped around that 17 to 20 mark
1: yeah. and
0: um, Also, too, is, how's this hey, team going to mesh? You know, that's, that's going to be yeah. a big thing early.
1: Yeah, um, that, that's actually one question w- uh, that I have is, because we saw it in the bubble, MPJ, Jamal, and, and Jokic, that chemistry did not look good. Uh, there was times where it looked like Jamal and Jokic were freezing out MPJ. Um, so why? That's, you know, that's a big question. And is it going to continue? Um, I am nervous about the future of this team when it comes to those three i I don't think in seven years that all three of them are still on the same team to be honest, um even five i uh, I'm just i'm I think there's a sit there there's a chance that the Nuggets will be forced to trade MPJ at some point. I wouldn't be shocked.
2: One of my so that, biggest
1: fears, I, I'm though, I'm very nervous
2: about that. is
0: it, it does involve MPJ, but my biggest fear is that at a certain point, and hopefully we don't get to this point, and hopefully Malone's not stubborn like this, but I, one of my fears is that the Nuggets at some point are going to have to be forced to choose between Michael Malone or Michael Porter Jr. Who do you, who do you want to put your trust in? Do you well, want to do my, it Malone's hey. way, or do you want to do it... <laughs> with mpj
1: i i will always choose the player yeah in 99 percent of the situations um because in the nba it's it's a player's league it, it, it's it's basically run by the players um and uh the players usually determine the outcome Ninety nine percent of the time, the coaches and the NFL is different. You know, coach the coaching position. You know, being being that coach is important, Uh, and that can that determines a lot of games. And then NBA, it rarely does. So you would have you would have to choose the players over Malone, which sucks because I love Malone, but there's that's
2: another question too with Malone. I know he got the extension, but there's still some questions with him. So
1: you know that yeah and that'll be that'll be interesting you know is he is he that the the second he was hired i thought he was gonna be that the middle coach right the developmental coach Mm -hmm. get these pieces there but they're gonna have to uh, grab someone else to put them over the top um i'm i'm not off that I think I think Malone has proven to me that he can be
2: the head coach that, that wins the Nuggets championship. But I, I also need to see more. Yeah,
0: I think at a certain point, Malone is going to have to, and maybe that's another question we could throw in for Malone is, can Malone adapt? Can yeah. he evolve? Can he realize that, okay, listen, I'm a defensive-oriented coach. I really want my team to be solid defensively. But I have unicorns <laughs> of the offensive uh, status on my team, and not all of them are gifted defensively. Can I adapt and get the most out of them while trying not to force a square peg in a round hole? Can I stop preaching defense? And not to say like go full Mike D'Antoni and just don't care about it, but. Can I lend my team and my uh, staff's development of my team to cater to their strengths instead of, I don't want to say wasting time, but forcing them to do something that they're not great at. Now, we can find ways to be creative and hide our deficiencies, and we can still preach the importance of defense. But can I maximize my team's talent instead of forcing them to just play my way? That's what I think is going to be a question for Malone. Can he adapt in that way? And I think he's slowly starting to see like he's not going to have a choice, really. Um, So instead of nearly die on the sideline from high blood pressure, just acknowledge what you have and find ways to make that great. And, you know, hopefully that can can win you, because I do think Malone can. I think he's the right coach for this team right now, and I do think he can win them a championship. But I also think he like there's so many other questions for these players he has a question mark around him, too, that if he doesn't answer it the right way, he could find himself moved on from like some of these players
1: could. Yeah, I, I do think. I, I do think he's going to be a little bit more lenient on on that side of things just because they chose to let Tory Craig walk. And I think that's a big deal because I don't think they would have done that without Malone saying, OK. Um, I just I just don't think, you know, I I think the relationship between Connolly and and Malone is really good to where I don't think they would have just been like, you know what, Malone? Screw you. We're getting rid of your defensive guys that it happened, but it it didn't. It didn't feel like it was a front office saying, screw you, Malone, (laughs) you know, and And Craig was was like a beloved teammate. Like, yeah, they loved that guy. Yeah, they, 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 um, uh, what let like go of the qualifying offer? They could have kept, yeah, Craig. Yeah, they, they pulled their
0: offer and, and yeah. so much so that Tori was kind of hurt by it. He yeah. tweeted, no love. Like, yeah. so that shows you what he thought of the team. Yeah, I'm he sure he wanted play. to be back.
1: So I, I think that's a, I think that's something where I, I think Malone and the team has realized that in order to beat teams like the Lakers and Clippers, yeah, you need defense, but you do need more offense than defense. Um, I think I I trust Malone's coaching ability defensively to get these, um, get guys like MPJ, Bulbul, even what he's done with Jokic, um, or even Jamal, by the way. Jamal was not a very good defender two years ago, three years ago. He has really stepped up. I think even when Will came here, he was not a very good defender, and Will is one of the better wing defenders on this team. So I trust Malone's ability to kind of get these guys to because really defense is just effort, right? And I, I think I think I I trust Malone's ability to kind of get these guys to do so when when we start to see that they're not. That might be the time to where it's like, okay, maybe Malone's losing them, um, or it's Malone just saying, screw it, go, (laughs) you know, score 150 a game, see what happens. Uh, but I, I don't think Malone is capable of doing that. So, um, and I don't think that's a good idea either. But yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see. And here's the thing: the lineups are going to tell us everything. What what Malone decides to do, if Bulbul is not playing, and if MPJ isn't starting, then we know Malone hasn't changed. And at that point, that's extremely concerning.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think he knows there will be a riot if uh, MPJ does not start. Like, he, he yeah. has to start. I I think... I don't know. Like, there's no more of this, like, uh, he has to earn it, like, and he's not come out and said, you know, he said, the point guard and the center are locked in, <laughs> in terms of who's starting, but two through four, that's up for grabs, and it's like, okay, and he's like, well, MPJ could be an all-league talent, it's like, okay, but, and then he said, for the, as far as the starting lineup, um, it's not necessarily going to be the five best players, but the five that fit best together, okay, well, that's all good and dandy, but. Come on, like we we can't not start this guy. We know what he is. Everybody in the league knows what he is.
1: He needs to start. And yeah, ESPN ranked him as the fifty-first right. best player in right. in in the league, uh, projection-wise. So yeah, it's the. By the way, the fact that they put Jamal at twenty-one shows you. Yeah, he's on the map. I, I, yeah, he's, this he's team is so much on the map that I don't know if you saw
0: this, but on Adrian Wojnarowski's podcast, mm-hmm. guess, uh, he had yeah. Doris Burke on and unprompted. He asked Doris, he just said, you know, what is there one team in the NBA right now that you're most excited about that you're intrigued by? And without hesitation, she said the Denver Nuggets. And she cited, you know, we know what Jokic can do. We know what he brings. We saw Jamal, Murley, Jamal Murray, uh, the, the question with him was, you know, about the extension, there's a lot of people that were kind of, you know, on the fence about it. He proved his worth in the playoffs. And then she said, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what Bo Bull can do. You know, I'm reading the local guys about him, seeing if he's really a player. But then she she really gushed about MPJ. She said this guy, what he did in the bubble. And she cited one play where he came down the court against the Lakers and stuck a three in LeBron's face. And she said, holy bleep, did that guy really just do that? And this team is easily probably the most exciting, intriguing team right now because they have just, they have like four or five unicorns. The yeah. Jokic, bowl bowl, MPJ, Jamal Murray. I mean, this is a team that you're like, they just came off of three, one. They're so young, but they have these unique talents. So it's, it's going to be a fun season to watch. Um, and, and hopefully, we get to see MPJ just let loose um, and 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 go wild and and hopefully turn into the guy that we think he can be. Um, he survived a not a full season but majority of a season. Um, besides the ankle injury, like the injury concerns were there going into that. Uh, outside of the ankle injury, it looks like his back was fine. He took a lot of falls, <laughs> and there was a lot of times where I held my breath. I was like, "Oh, please get up, please get up." And he got up, and he was fine. <laughs>
1: it was like that Peyton Manning first year. Oh yeah but hey year two he broke a bunch of records and maybe mpj exactly exactly Uh, i don't know why but that makes me
0: think of i was watching the 2015 broncos highlights the other night and i just i saw cj running the ball and i'm just like there was never a guy in football that i saw get tackled and look like he died on every tackle more than (laughs) cj every time he got hit it just looked like death was upon him and like every hit was
1: just emmanuel sanders was one of those guys that well
0: emmanuel sanders just got killed a lot (laughs) Like he just, he just took the worst hits. CJ would take like an arm tackle and he'd be like, "Ah!" he would just, he would just lay there. It's like, is he going to get up? Somebody, somebody go poke him. Is he alive? Like the stick, like the stick meme, do something (laughs) like that's what you need to do with CJ Anderson. Uh, Before we wrap up today's podcast, we already made our playoff seed predictions in the West. I figured we should do it in the East as well and just give our uh, playoffs and finals
1: predictions. Yeah, that's uh, Um, good luck yeah so uh
0: because i mean,
2: is a disaster we,
0: we did it for everything else so we might as well
1: uh
2: so
0: in the playoffs in the east um let's see let me pull up the uh the standings here um because i'm gonna
1: forget who's in the i'll east. put i'll put milwaukee at one let's well see. it depends a lot a lot about where james harden goes i feel like james harden goes to the east I'm going to say, I'm going to, yeah,
0: that's that's true.
1: So if he goes to Philly, or if even Miami.
0: I think just as is right now, that's what I'm just doing. As is right, as it is right now, I think I would go, is Milwaukee going to be better than Brooklyn?
1: Yeah. (sighs) I I think Brooklyn's going to have issues in the regular season
0: they're they're gonna have time to get they're, they're gonna need to get the chemistry down i think i'm gonna go milwaukee one
1: milwaukee's gonna be on a mission
0: i don't feel great about it but i'm gonna go milwaukee one i'm gonna go brooklyn two i'm gonna go is miami better than philly they lost jay crowder did miami make any significant additions I guess if they did, I wouldn't be
1: asking. They, they lost Jay Crowder. They, they lost do. Jay
0: Crowder. They lost Derek Jones. Uh, you get Doc Rivers in Philly. That's still a solid. T- I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Philly at three. I'm going to go Miami at four. I'm going to go. Gosh, can can we just do that? Oh, I forgot about Boston. They lost Gordon Hayward, though. Yeah. Hmm. Still have Kemba. That's tough. I think I'm going to go Boston 4, Miami 5. Boston 4, Miami 5. Um, I forgot about Toronto. They lose Serge Ibaka and Gasol. Who do they even get? Is Indiana better than Toronto? Ugh. There's going to be some bad teams in the playoffs too. Cause this is the East. I'm going to go Toronto at six and then I'll go Indy at seven. Does Orlando make it? Charlotte? Did any of these t- Washington? Oh, well, I forgot about Washington. Washington's got Russ. Now I'll go Washington at six Toronto at seven, Indy at eight. That's my
1: eight in the playoffs for the East. Um, yeah, this is tough. Uh, Let's see. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. What am I missing? Did you put... Where did you have Toronto?
0: I yep. had Toronto at seven.
1: Okay. I got one that might surprise you. Okay. Milwaukee at one. I think that's the easiest one. Uh, <laughs> The rest is a crap shoot. Um, two, I have Boston. I think Jason Tatum has a great year.
2: Over Brooklyn. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah, I think it'll take time for the Nets. I think the Nets I'm putting the Nets at three. Okay. Uh Miami at four. Okay. Sixers at five. Okay. I got two that might surprise you. The Atlanta Hawks at six. Interesting. Who did they pick up? Rondo. That's who it was. They picked up Rondo and they have Gallo. That's right. And they have uh they have um Clint Capella. They drafted a Conwu.
0: I forgot about uh, that.
1: And they got a bunch of shooters with Trey Young. I'm I might yeah, take Dre out Hunter. team.
0: I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I that's one they were the second worst team in the East. Who am I taking year.
0: out though? Do I take
1: Toronto out they or were, India out? They were they had the same record as the Pistons and a game worse than the Knicks last year. I think Oladipo might get
0: I think I might go Atlanta Toronto as my seven and eight. Yeah. Okay. So you have it. So Milwaukee, Boston, Brooklyn, Miami, Philly, Atlanta.
1: Then I have Toronto at seven. Okay. I have the Charlotte Hornets at eight. That's weird. Gordon Hayward's there. Uh, I think Lamelo Ball will win Rookie of the Year. Um. And, uh, I actually, I, I actually really like Lamelo Ball. Um. They do, the thing the problem with the Hornets is they don't have a ton of shooting. Hayward helps them offensively, just scoring the ball. They still have Rozier though, and they still have uh, that Devonte Graham kid. Um. So yeah, I have Charlotte eight. the The teams that are on the that were on the bubble for me was Washington with Russ there, and Beal I wanted to put them in there. I mean, I guess that could be the eighth
2: team over the Hornets. I like the Hornets a little bit better though. Um and then Um
1: sorry. Other than that, the, the East is crap. Yeah. I totally forgot about I don't know. Atlanta. The, the East are, the East is tough. Atlanta, I think Atlanta's gonna be a good team though.
0: I totally forgot
1: about them. Um all right. I, I want to move Atlanta up, but I can't. I just, yeah,
0: I just don't know if I'm able to put them over Washington just because of Beal and Westbrook. There's some playoff pedigree there. Um, I think that's going to be a solid I just, team. I don't think Washington has anything else. You know? And Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. It's just, I don't know. And Trey Young is is Steph Curry light, but... Yeah. Um, And then lastly, before we wrap things up, we're almost at two hours for this pod. That's hilarious. Uh, Playoffs and finals prediction. We could just do... Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals and then Finals. Um, who do you have in the Western Conference Finals?
1: <sighs> um.
0: I can go first if you want me to. Yeah, you can go first. I'm going to go the LA Lakers versus the Portland Trailblazers. And then in the east, I'm going to have Milwaukee versus Boston.
1: Or not Boston, uh, Brooklyn. Um, I will take... I'll take Milwaukee... And Brooklyn. And then I will take the Lakers. Screw it. The Lakers and Nuggets. Really? Wow. Get a rematch. I don't believe in the Clippers.
0: Yeah, neither do I. That's why I have the Blazers going. Um, And then for the finals, I'm going to have the Lakers and... I'm gonna go Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, that's what I have too. Um,
0: and then in that one I have, I have the
1: Lakers winning it.
0: Yeah, I have the Lakers winning in how six, how six.
1: interesting would that be with the Lakers and Nets in the NBA finals? Yeah, first off, you got KD and LeBron. Right. But then you have the whole LeBron Kyrie thing. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um yeah that that would be a very interesting series that would be a fun finals too to watch
0: that would be yeah, um would be. how what do you have uh, the lakers winning in that one
1: um i'll say six all right
0: so we both have lakers in six for the finals ultimately they get another championship lebron gets his fifth ring one shy of uh, of mj so We'll see how this season goes, but super excited that basketball is back. Nuggets are back, and uh, I'm I'm curious to see where our our predictions and all, all this stands come come the end of the season.
1: Probably way off.
0: I'll say <laughs> we can. Um, do we want to bet Crumble on on one of these?
1: We could do. Like I'll the bet Nuggets Crumble on the Nuggets. The, the Nuggets, Nuggets win, win total. Roll. Okay. Um, what do you what do you want to do for that? So do you want to just it? so you have them at 42, I have them at 45. 45, yep. So let's put it 43 and a half over okay. under.
0: Yeah, 43 and a half over under. Um if uh if the Nuggets win less than 43 and a half, then that's uh that'll be mine. If the Nuggets obviously get 43 Part of me just kind of wants to do forty-one wins. That way, if it's forty-three and under, I guess. How about this? Forty-two or forty-three is mine. Forty-four or forty-five is yours.
1: Wait, what if they win like fifty? Well, then you win. And obviously, if oh, they okay. win than <laughs>
0: yeah, if they win more than forty-five, then you win. <laughs> but like, if it comes to like if they finish at forty-three, or if they finish at forty-four. So that way we can split it. If it's 44 and up, it's yours. If it's 43 and down, it's mine. Okay. All right. That's what we'll do. All right, I'll take that. That'll be the... Now I'm going to be rooting for the Nuggets to lose. <laughs>
1: I should have done this. Why do you do this? We're going to get to
0: 41 wins and we're like, okay, guys, we're good. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't need to win any more games. Just stop now. Um, okay, so let me write this down. If the Nuggets win forty-four or more, Brandon gets crumble. And if the Nuggets win.
1: They they're either gonna win forty-four or forty-three. You know that, right? It's gonna be one. Oh, yeah, game. it's gonna
0: be it's I expect this to fully come down to the wire. <laughs> win forty-three or less. I get it. Um uh we're it's gonna come down to they're gonna be at 43 wins and it's gonna be the final game of the regular season <laughs> it's gonna be like oh man <laughs> and it's watch it's gonna be against like the uh the freaking i don't know who's a terrible team that they would play
1: well, deals locked in so let's see what terrible team they play last it's gonna be yeah what's
0: what's the schedule uh, but is that all the way through? I thought that was it wasn't complete. They only released part of the schedule.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. They only released part of the schedule. It'll
0: be like against like the Bulls or something yeah. <laughs> like a team that they could easily win. And I was like, no. And it's going to be one of those where it's going to be like down to the last second. Nuggets have the ball. And I am like, please don't let you shoot it. Please don't let you shoot it. And he's going to shoot it from half court Sombor shuffle one handed and swish it to win. And that's how I'm going to lose crumble. And then I'll end up hating Jokic. I'll be anti Jokic from there. I'll be pro and I could never. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast today. This is the by far the longest podcast we've ever done. Uh, yeah. We're four minutes shy of two hours, but uh, it was a good one. Hopefully you guys got a kick out of it. Did a lot in this episode and we're looking forward to another great nugget season. Hopefully you guys are as well. And uh, who knows, maybe maybe this is the year that they get off the schneid and, and bring their first championship to Denver. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? For Brandon Stoll on the other side, I am Stephen Priest, Jr. This has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. <laughs>